You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. This descent into decrepitude is going to be long and agonizing. Mackey and Judd. It's going to be absolutely horrific to watch. On 1500 ESPN. Don't be afraid to catch feels. He probably had a better all-around year this year than he did last year in terms of defense and what he contributed. I think the big thing uh, with this summer, it, he's not. it won't be clouded. Uh, last summer, he had uh, his contract that probably took something away from him uh, because you you know you're you're not going to be approaching things maybe the same way. So this summer will be great. I think the experience of the playoffs was was huge for him, and he did a lot of good things. Um, and I think we saw down the stretch uh, him playing a more complete game, and I think he can build on that. That's Tibbs on Andrew Wiggins. Or as as Judd puts it, beefing up the trade value of Andrew yes, Wiggins. Yes, the attempt the attempt to sell hope that that last summer was all about that terrible experience yeah. of having a mock a max contract sit in front of you for months on end before you put pen to paper and tell Glenn Taylor, I'm all in Glenn. <laughs> Mr. Taylor, I am all I am absolutely Love the game of basketball. I do. Now, is uh, is that briefcase, can I just take that home now? Is it just full of the cash? Is it just one-year payment, or is it all five? Just, I'm just wondering. I'm, I'm all, in, because I'm in. I'm all in, Mr. I'm in, Taylor. for sure. So, I was just having some fun. I, at first, I tried the ESPN.com trade machine, but it uh, maybe I'm missing something. It didn't account for the... It was, like, just his salary this year, so I had to do a little bit of just, like, manual math and adding up. Because the here's the problem for the Timberwolves. Wiggins is set to make twenty five million dollars next year, and then it escalates up to thirty million by the end of the the deal, and they're over the cap, so they'd have to make sure that they're either shedding salary or matching. They wouldn't be able to take. It's, you can't just trade Wiggins and then like sign a free agent because there's no cap room. They're over the cap, okay. so they have to. If, if they're going to get value in return, it has to be uh, something equal to or less than what Wiggins is making. And I listed three different teams as trade targets here. Just I think it has to be either teams that are looking for a shakeup that have that are teams that have grown kind of stagnant in some way and are looking for a shakeup, maybe something different long term, or teams with cap room that could be interested in taking a flyer on a potential superstar if they view Andrew Wiggins as a superstar. The biggest question I have, and we're just not going to know this, is do teams look at Wiggins and say Oh, like we'd love to take that guy on. We think that he could be a phenomenal player in our system. Or would you have to twist a team's arm by throwing in the number twenty hey, overall we'll give you pick, some right? Extra stuff here. Oh, yeah. we'll throw in the twentieth. We'll throw in Tyus Jones, and that's where you, we just don't know. And you, unless you pick up the phone and talk to a GM, you're not going to know. But and then our intern Sin has done some three team trades here too. Wow! And some amazing handwritten notes. We're going to get to those, but I want to give you these three to start off with. All right. Okay. Andrew Wiggins to Portland which has kind of become stagnant. They got smoked in the first round of the playoffs for C.J. McCollum. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you'd have to throw in a couple. Like Their salaries are actually pretty equal. So here's how this stacks up. So Portland continues to hit the same wall in the Western Conference. 
They could use a little more size and length. So McCollum is more of a standard shooting guard size. He's like six foot three, six foot four. So Wiggins gives you more length, gives you more size, gives you some upside if you think you can squeeze it out of him. And you could argue that McCollum and Damian Lillard are a little bit too similar players and that they're, you know, they're they're both like a little undersized for guys that they might guard. They're both three point shooters. They're both very much perimeter players in that sense. So you could the the Blazers might be looking to say, A, we're stagnant. We got to make a move here. B we we're a little bit too similar with our two backcourt players, so let's uh, let's let's go explore some trade possibilities. McCollum is 26 years old, so he's a little older than Wiggins. He's three years older than Wiggins. He's one of the best three-point shooters in the NBA, which solves a problem I, for the Wolves. I was going to say that's a big deal for you, yeah. right? Yep. And he has three years and about 25 million dollars a year left on his contract. So you'd actually be getting. You'd be getting out of that contract earlier if you wanted to. It'd be about the same same financial investment, but per year, but shorter. Fewer, yeah, it'd be two years shorter. Okay. Yeah. Now, would you have? It's like, McCollum's a better player right now than Wiggins. Neither one. Is, we're not talking about lockdown defenders here, but McCollum's a much better offensive player and solves a three point problem that you have on your team right now. Uh, it's possible the Blazers would look at you and say, "Well, not in love with that Wiggins contract. Probably gonna have to throw in that number twentieth overall pick." Maybe something else. Would you do it? I would for sure do Wiggins straight up from a column. No, no, like I'm saying down. no, but I'm. I, I think you're right. I and think, that number twenty. I think pick. Portland would say we want your first round pick back. I mean, every argument against it goes back to what you think Wiggins could become if you unlocked him. But if you don't think Tom Thibodeau can unlock him, and you know that C.J. McCollum would just come over and be a three point bomber, I think you. And would, I hate to say to explore that I hate trade. to say this, but I think the assumption has to be. That if Tibbs is coaching this team, which he's going to be next season, that the twentieth pick's not going to play either. I mean, right. So you he's might not going to develop so that. You pick. might as well just trade it's, it. It's not like I mean, he's going to say the fifteenth pick from last year yeah. is still in line to play, right? Yes. So if you were, so if, if Portland said, "All right, we'll do that trade, but give us the twentieth pick," if you're Tibbs, I think you're tempted, very tempted to say, "Okay, absolutely, yes." Yeah. Would you I'll pull the, the trigger, trigger, Dave? Uh, yeah. Where can I sign? Yeah, for sure. So would you like? The number 20th pick would definitely, I That's, mean, if I'm Portland, I'm for sure asking for that and maybe even something else. As a you Wolves know, fan, I look at the 20th pick saying, okay, that's not going to amount to anything. So go ahead. Here's my, here's the best part. And when, it probably will for somebody else. That's such a sad statement, too. Whenever we dive into these conversations, Doogie texts. So Doogie says, Blazers laugh, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation well, point. Well, we're throwing in more, Dukes. But Dukes, like, this is an open discussion. And feel free, hey, 651-646-8255. We're trying to we're trying to come up with solutions here, okay? If we're it's not trying straight to up, pro- of course the Blazers laugh. That's why we're talking but, about adding extra pieces. Yeah, the framework yeah. would be those two players, and then you'd have to add in extra pieces. And I don't think the Blazers are laughing at anything, by the way, after the way they got drummed by the Pelicans in the first round. The Blazers know they've hit a wall. The Blazers probably have to do something different with that roster. And it's it's it, now is that the move that they would like? Are there five other moves they'd rather hey, make? We're yes, to, we're trying to shop this guy, okay? For sure, yes. Uh, all right, here's another one. I'm going to make a trade here. So that's the one that would be amazing if you're the Timberwolves, mm-hmm. if you could pull that off. How about this one? And Doogie, feel free to text me here as you as you listen to this. <laughs> the Clippers Scoop on Friday. Scoop on Friday? Yes. Okay. Andrew Wiggins in some package to Miami for Hassan Whiteside. He's not happy. Pat Riley just ripped the hell out of him a couple days ago. The, He's a Hassan. bit of a space cadet player. He's kind of a Things didn't go well this year with, with Hassan in Miami. His Well, it's funny because his minutes were down, but he was still a really good player. He I got mean, mad. Yep. I mean, he's a double-double. He's one of the best rebounders, shot blockers, rim protectors in the NBA. Miami's in transition mode. Dwayne Wade's 36. All right. Goran Dragic, their leading scorer, is going to be 32 years old. 
So Whiteside is turning 29. He's got $25 million left on his deal for next year and then a player option so he can then opt out and become, he probably will, and unless it's a disaster and he just wants the $27 million for the year after that. But my guess is he'd, he'd look to get a multi-year extension. So it would basically be Andrew Wiggins, if you felt really uncomfortable with his contract, Miami is going to have money coming off the books if they were to trade Whiteside. You know, would Miami be interested in a reset and looking at Wiggins pairing him up with a really smart, maybe top five, top seven NBA coach in Eric Spolstra, mm-hmm. and they can kind of start over in a, in a weaker Eastern Conference and squeeze more toothpaste out and of the what, tube for Wiggins, and then you get one year of... What would Whiteside's role be here, then? Well, he Taj would have to come off the bench. Okay. Taj would have to come off the bench. I like Whiteside. He's a good player. So Whiteside would play like 25, 30 minutes. Taj would play 25, 30 minutes off the bench. Which might help Taj, And actually. so you'd have a three-man... You'd have three really good big men in Carl Anthony Towns... Now, the issue is, I don't know if you'd, would you ever play Whiteside with Taj? Neither one shoots outside of 8 to 10 feet. So I'm not saying it solves all your problems, but if you're looking for better defense coming off the bench, now all of a sudden Taj comes off the bench, Whiteside is there to help Cat kind of roam around the perimeter. I'm not going to throw in too much more to that trade, uh, but if I could do do that trade near straight up, I'd, I'd probably do, do the trade, yeah. Harrigan? I think I'd be in favor. Yeah, aside from Taj having a second big man who wants to actually pound away against the other big boys in the league. Okay, Cat hasn't been able to really show he wants to do that yet. And and when it comes to Taj, two things: uh, can you count on him uh, to be as healthy n- next year as he was this? I don't know no. if the answer to that is yes. You should count on it. No. And obviously. I and I also think Taj is at the point where he's just going to start to completely break down. Oh, Doogie is giving a little more of a green light on this one. Doogie says rim protection is needed. Riley is sharp. Not sure he says yes, meaning like a smart GM would probably not want Andrew Wiggins. Uh, white side, mental side has red flags. Yeah, but it'd be, it would literally be like one year of white side and not Jimmy worried. Butler's last year of his contract, side, yeah. and you just make a push in the Western Conference with those guys. Scoop 10-15 Friday. <laughs> I'm not worried about that. Uh, there's more meat on this bone here, all right? Including a phone call to the San Antonio Spurs. Well, and you got three-way trades right there and as well. Actually, it looks Sin. like Sin and I have both been working on landing the same player here. So let's keep you our... You guys are keep... doing more work than Tibbs right now. <laughs> I don't know, man. Tibbs works his ass off. It's not... No one's questioning Tom Thibodeau's work ethic. <laughs> They're just questioning how smart he works. Uh, 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. <laughs> you think you like appetizers? Tom Thibodeau doesn't just like appetizers. He f- loves them. We're looking to add wings. Wings! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Small plates. Calamari. Mozzarella sticks. Yeah, spinach and artichoke dip. Wow, there it is. All right, let's talk about TCL TVs here for just a brief moment. You know, it'd be kind of fun watching CJ McCollum in a Timberwolves uniform in 4K picture quality or from one of those TCL theater boxes inside Target Center, which Judd and I had a chance to uh, to make multiple trips to the five-star cuisine area and uh, watch Cat score 50 points. So, number one, if you're uh, if you're looking for a great place to watch a Wolves game for next year, just make a, make a mental note. The TCL Theater Box is the best place to, uh, to watch in that revamped arena. Number two, if you're looking to enhance your sports viewing experience, you got baseball on all summer, you got the NBA and NHL playoffs happening, you got uh, major golf tournaments, Go check out at any major local retailer a TCL 4K Roku TV with that built-in Roku device. Find out why 
TCL is America's fastest growing TV brand and why it's getting rave reviews across all kinds of publications. TCLUSA.com as well. Mackie and Judd now continue. The sooner the better. On 1500 ESPN. He probably had a better all-around year this year than he did last year in terms of defense and what he contributed. I think the big thing uh, with this summer, it, he's not. it won't be clouded. Uh, last summer he had uh, his contract that probably took something away from him uh, because you you know you're you're not going to be approaching things maybe the same way. So this summer will be great. I think the experience of the playoffs was was huge for him, and he did a lot of good things. Um, and I think we saw down the stretch uh, him playing a more complete game, and I think he can build on that. All right, I, I, some of the feedback. This is great. This is reckless speculation at its finest, baby. Andrew Wiggins trade machine. So people are down on this McCollum idea, not because like Wolves fans wouldn't want C.J. McCollum, who's a really good offensive player and he's a three-point shooter and all these things, but uh, but if, the Blazers would hang up on you if you're going to say reckless speculation. Oh, sorry. Say it. Okay. Reckless speculation. Yeah, you're right. It was my mistake. Much better. But I think the point is, hey. Go, oh, I, go identify stagnant teams and go see. No. We're throwing oh, the in. the glasses are off. Wait, 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 wait. Condescension coming. Just a, no, no, no. Hold on a second here. We'll give it Matt Tolbert. You, we'll throw in Tolbert. No, I'm gonna give def- us Cliff Lee. I'm going to defend you a little bit here. <laughs> you suggested a trade that we all said, uh, including you, Portland probably wouldn't do that trade. And then we included the first round pick. This is not, if people want to join, don't bash the speculation. Join in. Help us out. What would the package be? So if you're saying Wiggins a first round pick, now are you saying that's not enough for McCollum and you need more? Okay, tell us. What would the? That's what we're trying to do here. All right, so, here here's some. You want some? All right, I've we're got trying some, to put this together. I've got some third hand scoopage here. Third hand scoopage. An early scoopage. This is a. This is a an NBA source to our friend Doogie who has relayed this to me as part of our <laughs> reckless speculation discussion. Secondhand scoopage comes Friday at 10.15. But thirdhand scoopage happens right now. Right now. <laughs> right the bleep now. All right. With to- this, is on the, this is on the idea of if you were going to bail on Wiggins' contract and Miami's kind of in reset mode, Whiteside's got one year left, you need some more rim protection, you need some depth at big. Maybe I don't know if you can find someone, to, if you can siphon off Gorgie's contract somewhere, but... Uh, someone in the league said, with Towns, I wouldn't do that deal as the new NBA is getting smaller and bigs like Whiteside are, crazy to say, going away. Uh, would keep Wiggins, but find a way to light a fire for him to play with more of a purpose. I mean, that's the ultimate thing. Can anyone unlock that? It's been four years. That being said, Miami is putting Whiteside on the trade. Let's see. Okay. Yeah, they're putting him on the trade block. So they're going to shop him. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let me. I don't know. Like personally, I don't know if Whiteside is. If Whiteside can't get along with Spolstra, I don't know how much he'd get along with Tom Thibodeau, and I don't know if he'd be a fit in today's NBA. But we're just, hey, we're looking to get out of a five-year max contract that no one feels comfortable and with. The starting point of all these discussions is that is that Tibbs getting a maximum effort from Andrew is gone. Ship sailed. Not going to happen here. Not in the way that he there's not. A, there's it's a, not going to happen the, the way he wants it's it to. It's not the connection. Yeah. Right. So I don't. I like, don't. Would Stevens be able to? Yes, I think so. So, but I don't. I if if Andrew stays here, I don't think that there is an actual discussion to be had about. Well, if you can just get Andrew to play like like he did in Game Three against Houston, it'll all be hunky dory. Well, of course it will be, and that's pie in the sky. Yeah. 
You want another one? Of course I do. Yeah, bring it. All on. right. So this is where intern Sin and I have been on the same page here. He's been uh, he's been hammering. I want the, to call uh, to San Antonio. That's what I want right now. So here's what here's what I would do. And they're going to laugh at this, but the the Spurs are. Let's be honest. The Spurs are as close to a reset slash transition mode as they've been in 20 years. I mean, LaMarcus Aldridge is getting older in his 30s. Manu and Parker. Manu. <laughs> How old is Manu now? He, I think he's 40, right? I think he's 40. I don't know. So Manu and Parker fading out. Kawhi Leonard. Forget about the falling out with the organization. He's got he's coming up on free agency as well. And Greg Popovich just suffered an amazing personal loss. His his future may be uncertain here. So I don't know how much leverage San Antonio has in their dealings with Kawhi Leonard. If Kawhi Leonard, they're supposed to meet sometime here, maybe this week. He's back in San Antonio. If Kawhi Leonard tells the Spurs, you know what? This relationship is broken. I don't trust the way that your doctors handled the situation. I wasn't in love with Greg Popovich throwing me under the bus every five minutes, and I'm just, I'm just kind of done with this. I'll play out the last year of my contract if that's what it takes, but I am, I'm going to explore free agency and I'm going to go get paid somewhere else. If he, like, really, the Spurs don't have leverage with Kawhi Leonard, and it's not like he has three years left in this contract. He, he's got a year, and then he can piece out free agency after after next year. Twenty million dollars salary for the 26 year old this upcoming season. So, could you take advantage of a broken situation, swoop in? and offer some combination of parts keeping Carl Anthony Towns and Jimmy Butler intact. Because obviously, like, if you're going to trade for Kawhi Leonard, in my mind, you want to make sure that you've got, you got you have to have a big three of some kind to make a push for this thing. I mean, I, you, I could get behind, if you replaced Wiggins with Kawhi Leonard and, and take oh, a 47-50 yeah, yes. win team and see what that right. team can do, I'm... Now I don't know how I don't know how the so Kawhi Leonard Tom Thibodeau thing would. Well, I mean the offer would have to center around Wiggins, the number twenty pick, probably like another piece. I mean, would you? This is where you have to get creative with salaries too. You could say, well, we'll give you Spurs if you want to keep going with this thing. You know, we'll give you, I don't know, Jeff Teague, but then they'd have to give you something back of value. So here's what. All right, here's what intern Sin has. He's got three way deals. Although it looks like at least one of these has Jimmy Butler going away. But here's one: Wolves, Spurs, and Dallas. Wolves get Kawhi Leonard. It's a three-way deal. Wolves get Kawhi Leonard and a Spurs second-round pick in 2019. Spurs get Gorgie, Wiggins, and Nerlens Noel. And Dallas gets Pau Gasol. Dallas rebuilding gets Pau Gasol. um, And then a couple, just a couple sort of nondescript, including a 2018 Wolves draft pick. So it clears room for the Mavericks to, to essentially... Well, here's what it, 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 the Mavericks are going to keep going with the rebuild. The Wolves are going to get Kawhi, and the Spurs would clear cap and get some young pieces. Although the Spurs would be taking on Andrew Wiggins' salary for the next five years. So, yeah, uh, the, the problem there you got to get really creative to make this the happen. The problem too is if you're talking about trading Wiggy uh, in a Kawhi package to the Spurs. As soon as word about that starts to circulate around the league, I think I think you're going to have teams come in and uh, and uh, trump the Wolves' offer of Andrew to the Spurs. The Whiteside one actually is doable, and, and really, like all of this hinges on the Whiteside one. It is all of this hinges on could do if you're going to call the Spurs. What does Greg Popovich think of Andrew Wiggins? Does Greg Popovich look at Andrew Wiggins and say, you know what? 
I don't know how the hell that team hasn't done this and this with him, but he's going to be a great fit in what we're trying to do. And, by the way, we're going to take that three-point percentage and bump it up closer to 40 because, you know, we've got methods that can that can help do that. To your point about the Spurs, Aldridge is right now 32 years old. Uh, Gasol is 37. Rudy Gay is 31. Um, Tony Parker is 35. And Ginobili is 40. So, yeah, they're going to have to be doing some retooling here yeah. pretty quick. I mean, I don't put it past them to continue somehow, even with late first-round picks and with aging assets, to, to keep winning while they find that next big piece. I mean, let's face it, 20 years ago, they got pretty lucky when David Robinson was out for the season and they finished, they won the lottery and they drafted Tim Bleeping Duncan, the greatest power forward of all time. And so they only, it was like the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, Peyton Manning is going to have neck surgery. Yeah, it was very let's well. Let's go 1-15 in and then draft Andrew it was, Luck. It was very well done. By the Spurs. Yeah. Oh, unfortunately, we're terrible this year, and, and the first-round pick is a generationally great player. Yeah. Like, I saw Corzo putting out some scenarios yesterday. Corzo is basically willing to trade Wiggins just to trade Wiggins. Well, he'd give away like, he'd the He'd take player. Carmelo Anthony back yes. just because Anthony's deal expires sooner than Andrew Wiggins. Royce suggested <laughs> that that one l- last week, actually. He suge- Carmelo? He suggested a OKC deal that would include Carmelo coming back here. Holy cow. Or coming here, I should say. Now, the, the, the question on Carmelo, who is one of the, the least efficient offensive players in the league this year would what you know was he just sort of a casualty like all these other complimentary players and these star players who play with russell westbrook who decides i'm going to shoot 40 no, times Carmelo's and you're going to stand there carmelo's done i think he's cooked and i would not want him on carmelo this is is done yeah so well let's keep firing these up and if, if you guys you know if if you guys have scenarios that would uh that would play in these reckless speculation discussions tweet them in at phil Mackey at 1500 espn judd we can keep going. Dave, you got some stuff for us when we come back here? I do have stuff, Phil. We have a bright spot for the Minnesota Twins organization, a story that will make Judd's heart go aflutter, and the newest spat in the NBA, Charles versus Draymond. Wow, amazing. Let's talk first about the number one REMAX results team in the country. That's Chris Lindahl. And something called sellophobia, which I know I've suffered from in the past. The fear of selling your home Mostly because you don't think you're going to be able to buy one and make that transition very easily. It's actually a really big problem right now in the industry where homes are selling so fast. People are thinking, if my house sells in three days, where am I going to live? I, I don't want to have, I don't want to have to go stay at Judd's place. For God's sakes, you know who knows how often Judd vacuums his living space. I don't want to have to crash at uh, like parents' houses. You don't want to be rushed into buying a house you don't love, so how do you solve this problem? Well, the Chris Lindahl team is tapping into artificial intelligence to help sellers find homes to buy that aren't listed on the MLS. There's actually thousands more homes available than you think when you just go online the old traditional way. The Chris Lindahl team has an exclusive way to tap into a huge market so that you can get over your sellophobia and feel good about putting your home on the market today. Here's how you contact chrislindahl.com, that's Chris with a K, or 763-401-SOLD. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. Different guys. Uh, I, they're least, very different. At least the little bit of the personalities I've seen. Yeah, uh, they, they're, their they're, personalities They probably are... don't go out at night together. <laughs> Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. And stuff you should know about is sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. You have enough things to worry about every day. Insurance shouldn't be one of them. You can leave worry behind when Liberty stands with you. Liberty Mutual Insurance. Woo! Mackie and Judd Show, give me a go-no-go for stuff you should know about.
Hosts, go. Producer, we're go. Technical, go. Music, go. Volume, go. The actual stuff, we are go. Control, we are a go. You are clear to launch stuff you should know about. We are go for launch. I am so excited for stuff today, Dave Harrigan. Which part, Judd? Well, the part that's going to warm the cockles of my heart, of course. Do you want to start with that? Uh, you know what? It's up to you completely. I don't want to force. I I feel like far too often that I'm trying to design stuff in, in my own way, and I feel really bad about that. So I want you to do what you want to do today, Dave. Far too often you do, but since this is a story meant for uh, the tickling of your little heart, I'm going to give it to you right away, oh, Judd. Thank you. Uh, insincere Judd, uh, full display right there, by the way. Never gets old, does Full display. It? Sorry, but real quick. Did you see Insincere Judd on Twitter last night, Dave? I don't think I caught a lot of Insincere I re- Judd on Twitter. I retweeted it. Insincere Judd on Twitter last night. Let me find this here. Uh, That's someone, fine. Take over stuff. No, no, no. This is, yeah, you're going you're to appreciate up. this. Hijacking it. You're going to appreciate this. Uh, someone, someone tweeted at Judd, uh, Minnesotans are crushing it tonight in the NHL playoffs. So fun to see. Judd retweets, great to see, period. Yeah, it's great to see. Blake great. Wheeler, my guy. Not like exclamation point. Yeah, it's great to it's see. Great. great to see. Great to see. So great to see. Yeah. I'm not sure that's insincere, Judd. It's just don't know how to be happy, Judd. No, no, I was very... Do you not use exclamation points? Uh, you know what? I use them too much, actually. I'm, I'm trying to cut down. They're obnoxious. And I find myself on Twitter far too often being an exclamation point. Exclamation points should be saved for special occasions, and I am guilty now of of using them far too much. So I'm trying to cut back on exclamation points. Okay, that's not insincere. That was great to see. Blake Wheeler, Dustin Bufflin. Come on, it was a great night last night. Dexter Fowler now plays for the St. Louis Cardinals. Mm -hmm. They have a series coming up against the Cubs, and of course, he's good buddies with a lot of the Cubs. One of those guys being Anthony Rizzo. Dexter Fowler is expecting a child with his wife, Aaliyah Fowler. She's going to have a C-section. It's planned ahead. They have a, you know, you go and you set the date. Well, she went and did that. Went and saw the doctor. They set a date for the C-section and said, all right, this is when it's going to be. Then she called the husband, Dexter, and said, hey, here's the plan, just so you know. This was Aaliyah yesterday on social media. Meanwhile, I'm really only asking him to be nice. Like, I don't, like... I can't control when I'm due. But he said, that's not going to work for me because we play Chicago and I got to go see Rizzo. So I moved my due date for you, Anthony Rizzo. Oh, wow. How do you feel about that, Judd? You've got thoughts on athletes and wives and kids? Is he going to miss no games because of this? He may, he'll probably miss games, but he won't miss games against the Cubs so that he can see his old buddies, including Rizzo. Well, I have mixed feelings then. I mean, that's great to, to see your friends, but you, you can see your friends all, all the time. I guess I would prefer... Well, not when he's a Cardinal now. No, I know, but I would guess... I Only would, 19 times a year or so. But I would prefer that he would that they would move the date to an off day so that he could be there for the birth of the child and then play the next day. I mean, why don't we find a common off day for the Cardinals when, when they're at home so that he can be at the stadium the next day to play? I guess I'm confused by this. Yeah, or people could just, you know, live their lives and have their kids whenever they want to. Just one of 162. Life. Yeah, you know, or that. That could be. Uh, 
That could be the solution. That's what the too. twins thought too. And guess what? Yeah. Losses keep coming. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. They're That's all important. True. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, uh, another Judd centric story. Judd, who used to be the biggest Matt Harvey fan, I think, on planet Earth. Oh, such a man crush. When he came in and was just dealing uh, for those few months with the Mets before everything went south. I feel like Judd had visions of like Judd soloing at a bar in Midtown, and Matt Harvey rolls in mm-hmm. and invites Judd back up to the penthouse suite in whatever unit, you know, whatever building lives in. Following a nice long bro hug. And then you guys, yeah, you guys just like drink a quarter keg of beer and watch hockey together in Matt Harvey's bachelor pad. He pitched a Saturday afternoon game here on a cold April day in like 2013. And I think he no hit the twins for about six or something. And he was just so, so brilliant. Did you guys stick your recorder in his face? No, I did not. I had a major man crush on The good news is you can still have that man crush and that dream to go partying and drinking with Matt Harvey because he's still doing plenty of that. The reports a couple days ago that when the Mets went to San Diego and had an off day, he went and drove up to L.A. and just spent the night partying. And, yeah, a lot of people weren't happy about that. And they asked uh, GM Sandy Alderson, uh, what what were your thoughts on the report? Usually I get uh, get upset if – a report is unexpected. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, I guess the short answer is no. Wow. Wow. So he's, uh, is he more of a functioning Johnny Manziel? Or like, he's still employed by his team for now anyways? Yeah, he's, uh, at least his skill on the field is short-circuited and eroded plenty, so... Uh. But is that because is that because of the off-the-field and the drinking, or be, because of the thoracic outlet syndrome surgery that, that he had? Probably a little of both. I, I think that set him back, too. It probably has. It's probably a little unfair in that even if he had focused 100% on rehab, maybe he'd still be, you know, a third of the pitcher he right. was. But the perception is that he hasn't done enough to... Get back on the field and back to where he was. Get some cold cuts. Get some cold cuts. Get some cold cuts. The clue is this is inside of Prism Nightclub in Chicago. I know what this is. Mm. I saw this, so. I know. I don't know what this is. Who do you think's up on stage doing a little singing? Someone. This was on a night, by the way, that T-Pain was headlining. Uh, but the specific person was in Chicago, Prism Nightclub, singing along to Mario's Let Me Love You. Is it, uh, is it a Chicago athlete? Can I ask a couple Former. questions? For- Scotty Pippen? Mm. Right sport. Right sport. Wrong era. Former Chicago oh, athlete. Oh, my God. Derek Rose. No. Oh, oh you're, you're, dang it. <laughs> You're, you're, I mean, you're right there. Uh, Jimmy Butler? Yes. Buckets can carry it. Kirk him. Heinrich? No. That's <laughs> buckets. buckets, baby. That's buckets. buckets. getting after it, huh? What was he doing? Just up on stage singing? Yeah, just singing uh-huh. along. He's got Let's the see. mic, you know, engaging the crowd a little Good bit. For him, dude. Maybe he should focus a little bit more on empowering Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> huh? What's wrong with our nightclubs? He's got Wiggins singing backup vocals. <laughs> What's wrong with our our clubs? What do you mean? That's my question. I, I don't know if there's anything wrong with well, that. Well, he went back to oh, our nightclubs. Okay. Chicago, what's wrong with our nightclubs? Well, he lives in Chicago. I was, I just, you know what? I would just be nice if it would be more fun if it had been here. That's what's all your I'm fa- saying. What's your favorite nightclub? Which one should he go to? Uh, I'm a little bit old for those right now. I'd love to tell you. I don't know. Don't be I, an ageist. I got, I got a bad feeling. I got a bad feeling, though, that Buckets has access to nightclubs and closing times that are much different in Chicago 
than, than here. I guess my point is... Are you questioning his work ethic? I guess, that he's no, in the no, clubs? no, 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 no. I'm, 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 I'm questioning what time our nightclubs are open till here. I'm questioning the fact that in Chicago, you could basically go sing up on stage at probably 3 o'clock in the morning, and here you can. Okay, here's my so question So I'd like about to that. redo our nightclubs. Like, how long do you need to be in a nightclub? You know, clearly a long time. Well, I mean, time. It, it, it doesn't stay open till four. Okay, then go at go from eleven to two. Well, I got to be in there for nine hours. Like, Ugh. do you really need to be in a nightclub between two and four a.m.? Well, wait, wait. What you, happens you at might, three a.m. in a nightclub that is advantageous? You might be sleeping till till eleven thirty or so, midnight. You wake up then. Why you are get you in sleeping your limo. until midnight? I'm just giving you. These people are rich. These people are. These people want their nightclubs open. The, the rich people. <laughs> the rich. The rich and famous. These have you people, ever? Okay. Have they you, sleep till midnight and John. then they get in their limo and they go to a nightclub. I'm just saying our nightclubs <laughs> might want to stay open later. Okay. We might be able to get more players. Okay, go. If I was the rich person, my dream would be: Yeah, I go to sleep around eleven yeah, and right. sleep till eleven the next day. That's you and me in my hyperbaric yeah. chamber. Yes. That's, my, that's you and me in my fifteen thousand dollars sleep number bed that also massages every angle yes. of my body. I'm just throwing it out there. Okay, but when you see a line of people at a nightclub, let's say downtown Minneapolis. You know that like those are mostly wannabe rich people, right? Those are like fake rich people. Right, no, but that's my point. If we had if we had night- nightclubs that stayed open till four, where you could drop the real rich people off at the back door because they don't wait in lines, <laughs> there might be more players who want to come here in you know, every sport. I'm just throwing it open that we might want to stay, that we might want to extend nightclub hours till 5 a.m. I feel like my Judd Logic GPS just like hit a dead spot in reception. I'm not tracking. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm, I'm trying to make us a bigger, badder town, and so that we can attract more famous people. Okay. I really appreciate the effort, Judd. That's all I'll tell you. Thank that. you, David. Uh, let's get into the dispute of the night. This was halftime back on the TNT set. Charles Barkley with some uh, thoughts on Draymond. Some friendly chatter between Rajon Rondo and Draymond Green. That's what you want to call it? <laughs> what do you want to call it, Chuckster? I just want somebody to punch him in the face. Which, Which one? one? <laughs> American Express halftime report. <laughs> I really do. I just Stupid. want somebody to punch him in the face. Why you don't like Draymond? <laughs> I want to punch him in the face. Why you don't like Draymond? <laughs> I'm just telling you, I want to punch his ass in the face. I do. Draymond was asked post-game. A lot of guys talk on TV, um, stand behind a microphone and a TV screen. fact of the matter is, if, if you feel that strongly about something, he's seen me a million times. If he feel that strongly about it, then punch me in my face when you see me. If you're not going to punch me in my face when you see me, then shut up. It's no different than somebody sitting behind a computer screen tweeting, I'll knock you out and you never see him in life. Well, he's seen me a bunch of times and he'll see me again this year. Punch me in the face when you see me or if not, no one cares what you would have done. You old and it is what it is. So if you ain't going to punch me when you see me, then stop talking about it. And never late to the party, Mama Draymond Green as well. Mama (laughs) Green on Twitter, at NBA on TNT, Charles Barkley. I wish you would. You think Shaq had you running. He would not have done nothing but run like he did when he started the fight between Dr. J and Bird. Dre uh, Dre ain't scared. Please believe that. Win or lose, he ain't running like Charles did. Yeah. Did you see the other altercation last night? Uh, Raptors-Cleveland. Oh, yes. Drake and Kendrick Perkins. Yes. Getting into it. Yes. So apparently... People were there was like people taking video of this, but so Drake sits obnoxiously in the front row and like Drake thinks he's basically on the Raptors team, and uh, Kendrick Perkins, who is still in the NBA apparently, and is, is <laughs> he's, there to he's like there. he's the enforcer fourth line guy on mm-hmm. the Cavs that he's never gets into face-offs. a game. But apparently, 
going into the locker room at halftime, Kendrick Perkins was walking in with Serge Ibaka. They used to play together with uh, the Thunder like six years ago and said, hey, we gonna you know, we gonna win this game or whatever. He's trash talking his former teammate, and Drake starts chirping too. So after the game, they continue, and Drake said something like, "Like I'm here in real life, like like, like provoke trying to provoke a fight." I'm thinking, okay, Kendrick Perkins is like seven feet tall, 250 pounds, and the only thing he does is start fights on basketball courts. So if that fight actually went down, I would love to see it. I think a lot of people would love to see Drake just get his block knocked off. In the middle of a court on national TV. <laughs> be delightful. My God. Please make this happen, Kendrick Perkins. What's the When the series is over and your career is pretty it's much over anyways, right you're not going to get in. Just it's walk a, up. It's a pay-per-view. And cold cock the guy. Both those guys probably love staying up to the like 4 a.m. at the clubs, though. They're rich. For sure. Because oh, they're rich, right? Darn straight they do. Let's yeah. talk about good, good twins news. It's not the ball club. At least not the big club. It's not AAA. It's not AA. Heading down to Cedar Rapids, boys. And with the windup and the pitch. Ground ball hit to the left side. Lewis with it. The throw to first. It's in time. The Cedar Rapids Colonels have no hit. The South Bend Cubs in a 10 to nothing victory. Edward Colina and Giovanni Moran combined to go the distance for the no-no. What is this? I don't know where the music well, came from, but that's music? delightful. Is that part of their broadcast? I don't care, but that's awesome. <laughs> or was that combined the no hitter last night, boys? Oh yeah, so exciting! Six walks, but no hits. <laughs> yeah. We own you, South Bend Frankie, Cubs. Uh, if six walks, Liriano, bring same them up. Thing. Bring them all up. Same we thing, need arms. Yeah. <laughs> we need arms for this bullpen. Let's I'm, go. I, can you play that sound again? I want to know where all of the techno music is being piped into the broadcast. First hit. It's the ballpark. Yeah. I think Moran so. He's like right next to the speaker. The yeah, he's right there. Ground ball hit to the left side. Lewis with it. The throw to first. It's in time. The yeah. Cedar Rapids Colonels have no hit. The South Bend yeah. Cubs in a 10 to nothing victory. Edward Colina and Giovanni Moran combined to go the distance for the no-no. We did this on Fox Sports North. Like after last night's Honest game. to God. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> And there's a ground ball to short. Adrianza up with it, throws over to Maurer, and the Twins have taken two out of three from the Blue Jays. Let's go, Roy! Yeah! Just a dance God party. Help us. But none of you guys were, you you two weren't in the ballpark last night, right? No, I was uh, No. Were the audible, woo! Yeah, you could yes. hear him. Yep, you could hear him. I mean, easily heard over the TV. All because the I writers saw were complaining about it. Chris yeah. Long, yeah. Birodino, at least one or two others, all complaining on, on Twitter that yeah, it's it, gone way too far. We need awful. to start killing people. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> it's it's awful. I can't <laughs> take it. Just put a sniper up top. <laughs> <Yeah>. No, just <laughs> throw people out of the ballpark. Just give ushers the right to, to beat people up and throw them out of the ballpark if they woo. Oh, man. It's just, it's unbearable. Come on, yes. it's Ric Flair. Oh, it's, it's, just, just pumping it's, it. it's, it's good old American sports fun. No, you know how annoying it is when you're sitting there and some oh, so drunk annoying. idiot starts to woo? Here's what we need in, in this town. Nightclubs open till 5, no wooing at Twins games. Solving yeah. all of our problems. I'm making us big need. time. We need to invite Chris Long up here for a segment. Say, hey, we're going to talk Caps hockey, man. They're up 2-1 on the Penguins. And then just pound the woo for 10 minutes yeah. until he leaves here disgusted. Let's do that. Let's see what he's doing today. Oh, we have we have bonus stuff when we come back. Oh my! A story that we've been covering since the very beginning. We have. This goes back like a year ago, and the story has taken on a new development. 
as of yesterday. Also, by the way, Royce Lewis is betting 340 for Cedar Rapids. That's the other one. He had three hits last Time night. Time to get so him maybe, Fort Myers. I think I'd call him up tomorrow to uh, to the Twins. All right, Mackie and Judd, TCL Broadcast Studio. Phil Mackie. You called him the little guy. I don't know why you have to pick on his physical appearance. Huh? I don't. He's a good-looking guy. Judd Zolgad. Grumpy SOB. Mm-hmm. He's a sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves him. Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN. We're hitting 70 degrees this Friday, and you know what that means. It's the official GL Garage Door Opener. Celebrate with 1500 ESPN and Garage Logic 1 to 3 this Friday. It's a live GL broadcast at Charlie's on Pryor in Pryor Lake. Come enjoy the weather and enter to win a new Legacy 850 Garage Opener from Overhead Door Company of the Northland. Details at 1500ESPN.com. Keyword events. You know, people think that Mackie and Judd is just a meat and potato sports radio show that we report and comment and opine on sports for four hours and you you put us back in our little box and then we you dust it off the next morning and here we are again talking sports. But, you know, we've been known to branch into other areas of life, politics, once in a while. And it was sometime over the past year we brought to you exclusive coverage from Knoxville, Tennessee – of the mayoral race for Knox County. Mm-hmm. In fact, if you if you don't recall us reporting on the scene and our, our, our detailed, uh, in-depth reporting on this subject less than a year ago, we'll just play a soundbite for you here. Hi, my name is Glenn Jacobs, and I'm running for mayor of Knox County here in the great state of Tennessee. In my career, I've been blessed to travel all over the world and see all the great communities that our country has to offer. But in my opinion, Knox County is the best place to live, work, and raise a family. That's right. Glenn Jacobs. Glenn Jacobs. Fine upstanding citizen, he sounds like to me. And a nice tune behind him, too. Very soothing and relaxing. It Birds is. chirping. Very me- very meditative. Yes. Uh, and, and how could you not vote for a guy like him who sounds like a wholesome family man, a man who would never lay a hand on anybody else, right? Certainly so not. It's not shocking that it was announced last night that Glenn has come out narrowly ahead in the race for the Republican nomination for Knox County, which, let's be honest, I mean, even even with some things up in the air with these next election cycles, if you're a Republican candidate in Knox County, Tennessee, like, that's probably, it's like the Western Conference Finals, right? I mean, yeah, just get to the finals and you're probably going to be fine against the Democrat in that race. So uh, we actually have exclusive audio from, this is this was Kane, uh, this was Glenn in his previous role, Actually, commenting on what he would do if he didn't win the uh, the the uh, the election in this upcoming cycle. If I do not win the title. I will set myself on fire. What? Uh, that's uh, that would be uh, that would be Glenn Jacobs in his previous profession, which is. Kane of the WWE. Well, it still sounds like a very nice guy to me. Hi, my name is Glenn Jacobs, and I'm running for mayor of Knox County here in the great state of Tennessee. In my career, I've been blessed to travel all over the world and see all the great communities that our country has to offer. But in my opinion, Knox County is the best place to live, work, and raise a family. I do not win the title. I will set myself on fire. <laughs> oh, 
still really glad he changed the name for the wrestling profession. <laughs> From can, Glenn. Can you imagine that voice coming out of a guy named Glenn? <laughs> I'm sorry, not to make fun of anybody named Glenn, but yeah. <laughs> no, coming can... up next, coming up next at SummerSlam, shot. it's a barbed wire steel cage inferno <laughs> match between The Undertaker and, and his brother, Glenn. Glenn. I do not win the title. I will. Set myself on fire. This doesn't sound right to picture old JR. By God! He's broken him in half! Glenn, what are you doing? Hi, my name is Glenn Jacobs, and I'm running for mayor of Knox County. <laughs> oh, I love the little, so like, the, like, the oboe in the background. Yeah, the, the little tune in, in the background with the birds chirping is easily the best part of the whole thing. Actually, you know what? What happens if you put birds chirping behind Kane? Let's try that. Here, I'll fire up the birds chirping here, yeah, Dave. Okay. Why don't you, let's, let's see do what. That. I do not win the title. I will set myself on fire. You see, birds chirping softens everything, doesn't it? I, I think th this works. WrestleMania at U.S. Bank Stadium and embrace the birds killing themselves. What? Embrace it. In fact, draw them to the glass as they splatter their lifeless bodies dropping oh, off God. while WrestleMania going on inside. I think we're on to something here. And Glenn Jacobs can be the uh, the special guest referee for the main event. Yes. Yeah, make it happen. I think this could work for us. You know, we have a bonus pecking order to get to when we come back. And also Dan Hayes... From the Athletic covers the Twins. Poor Dan Hayes. From the White Sox to this garbage. I think he'll join us from Target Field, where the Twins play a day game today, looking to avoid a sweep. So that'll happen in the 11 o'clock hour, too. Mackie.